it's Gabby. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here and I'm so excited to be recording a new episode for you guys. So today's episode was actually unplanned. I didn't think about it. I didn't know I was going to make an episode about this, but I was reading Genesis because I just finished reading the New Testament. So I switched over to the old and I came across this woman and to be honest, I kind of forgot she existed. It sounds kind of bad, but like it's true. And I thought her story was really beautiful and I felt like sharing it with you guys. So you might not know who this woman is. She's kind of like a side character. Like if you watch the Glee Blonde and you know that chick that helps Elle study for the LSATs at the beginning of the movie and then she kind of like disappears. That's her. Like she's the equivalent of that. That's such a random comparison, but whatever. Her name is Hagar and if you don't know who she is, don't worry. I'm going to be breaking her story down for you and we're going to talk a little bit about what we can learn from her. So yeah, let's get started. Okay, just a little warning before we start. I'm terrible at pronouncing things, especially names and locations, and all these words are like Hebrew. So if I like pronounce any names incorrectly, and is that a word? Yeah. If I pronounce anything wrong, don't flame me. Like, it's not a big deal. Just ignore it and let's move on. Okay, so who is Hagar? So she was an Egyptian slave and her name actually means forsaken, flight, a stranger, or one that fears. And that pretty much sums up who she is. She was a slave to Sarah. Again, I hope I'm saying that right or Sarah, and she was basically the bottom of the bottom. So the thing is, if you're not familiar with Abraham's story and Sarah's story, God made a covenant with Abraham, and he was like, I'm going to give you many children, I'm going to make you a great nation, you're going to have many offspring. But the thing is, Abraham was like insanely old. So he was like, that's never going to happen, ever. And Sarah literally laughed at God when he told her that she was going to give a child. So she also thought that wasn't going to happen just because they were so old. So God told Abraham that his wife was going to give him a kid. And after a while, it wasn't happening. So Sarah decided to take things into her own hands. At the time, her name was Sarah, but I don't feel like pronouncing that over and over, so I'm just going to say Sarah. So she took things into her own hands, and she gave up one of her slaves, a.k.a. Hagar, to her husband. And she gave up Hagar so that she could have a child with Abraham for her, basically. And that was really common at the time. Kind of weird if you ask me, but... I wasn't there, so I can't say anything. So, basically, Hagar got pregnant, obvi, and she kind of got mad at Sarah, Sarah, whatever. The Bible said that Hagar became contemptible towards Sarah, which basically means she hated her. So then Sarah came up to Abraham, and she was, look what you did. My slave, aka your wife, hates me now. And then Abraham was like, well, she's your slave, so do whatever you want with her. And so Sarah started being really mean to Hagar and mistreating her. And so then Hagar was like, I'm out. And then she ran away and she was on her way home when an angel actually came to her in the wilderness by a spring. And actually, this is the first time that an angel has appeared to somebody in the Bible, by the way. And he was like, Hagar, where have you come from and where are you going? Something that's interesting is that Sarah and Abraham never addressed Hagar by her name. They just called her my slave or your slave or something like that. But when that angel came up to her, he addressed her by name, which I'll reference later. But then, basically, Hagar could only answer one of the angel's questions. She said that she was running away from Sarah. And that's really interesting to me because it shows that she had basically no plans and no hope for the future. She didn't know where she was going or what she was going to do. Then the angel told her that she was pregnant and that she's going to have a son and that she was going to name him Ishmael. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry. But then that name basically means 
God will hear, or God listens, or God who hears. So basically the Lord heard her cries of affliction while she was in a really terrible place. And then she said, you are Elroy, and that actually means the God who sees me. And the well that she was at, the name of it means well of the living one who sees me. It has a name, but it's like kind of long, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it, but it's like Beer Laha Roy. But she recognized that there was a living God who saw her at her darkest time, where she was insanely desperate, running away from everything that she had known. And he saw her, and he heard her, and he gave her a plan and a purpose. So after that, she went back to Sarah and Abraham, and she decided to submit to Sarah. And then she had her son, obviously. And then soon after, well, not really soon, but after that, Sarah gave birth to Isaac. And when he was born, I'm like 99% sure that Ishmael was like 13 and 16 like somewhere between that and basically saw that Ishmael was mocking Isaac and she got super mad and she told Abraham to send them away and he was like I don't want to he's my son but then God was like everything's gonna be all right and then Hagar and Ishmael were sent away Loki I'm kind of mad at Sarah she seems like a real anyways Hagar got sent away with only a little bit of water and a little bit of food, and she got lost and ran out of water really fast. And again, she was insanely desperate, and she was in the desert, and she put her son down, and she went like far away from her son. Well, not super far away. The Bible says that she was a bow shot away from him, and she started crying because she was like, I can't bear to see my son die. And she was just weeping, insanely sad. And then an angel came to her again, and he told her, Get up, don't be afraid, because God heard the boy crying from where he is. Help the boy up and grasp his hand, for I will make him a great nation. And then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well, which has water inside, duh. And she was able to give her and her son water. And that's basically the last that we hear from Hagar in the Bible. Obviously, after that, we learn more about her son. But today's episode is not about him. Even though Hagar's story in the Bible isn't super long, I still feel like we can learn a lot from her. And we can apply a lot of her story to our own lives. Sometimes, or maybe a lot of the times, it's really easy to feel invisible or like we're not noticed or that we're not seen or that we don't matter. And it's easy to feel like that and to let those thoughts creep into our minds and then they become permanent thoughts, which become permanent feelings. And then that becomes part of our identity. I cannot tell you how many times I've cried in my room because I felt invisible and unwanted. And Hagar, just like that, she was at the bottom of the bottom. She wasn't the popular girl and nobody noticed her, but God did. Not only did he notice her, but he heard her cries of affliction. He saw her when she was at her lowest, when she was at her rock bottom, when she was desperate. And just like Hagar, you are seen and you are heard. God sees you at your rock bottom. He hears you when you're desperate. He hears you when you're crying in your room. He hears you when you're praying and when you're telling him how you feel. He sees you when you're depressed. He sees you when you're anxious. He sees you and he hears you all the time. 
No matter how small and insignificant you may feel on the inside, you have to remember that you have a God who knows you and who sees you and that loves you. He calls you by name. Like, he even knows how many hairs are on your head. Like, I don't even know that. And no matter how invisible and unworthy or insignificant you may feel, the Almighty God sees you. And not only that, he fully knows you, he redeems you, and he loves you. So Hagar was abused, she was mistreated, she was alone, she was powerless, like I said, she was at the bottom of the bottom. And maybe you've done something or somebody else has done something to you that makes you feel powerless, that makes you feel ashamed and like you should hide and run away. And that's exactly what Hagar did. She reached her breaking point and she ran away. And what people did to her was obviously awful. And what she did, I mean, understandable, but it wasn't something to be proud of. She ran away from her master. But even after everything that happened to her and everything that she did, God still chose to call her by name. No matter what has happened to you, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past is, God still loves you and you can't hide from his love and you can't hide from him. Nothing that has happened to you or that you've done can take away God's love for you. The love that God has for us isn't a temporary feeling that goes away once you've done something that may seem unworthy or that makes you not perfect. His love is unconditional. It's a choice that he keeps choosing to make every single day for us. So God had an amazing plan for Abram and for his wife, but unfortunately, she tried to quote-unquote help God out and to do it herself, which I'll talk about in a later episode, but you can't DIY God's plans for your life, and what we learned from Hagar is that you can't mess them up. Once God has a plan for your life, and trust me, he has one for your life, nothing can take away his plans. When God makes a promise and when he makes a plan, no matter what happens, it's going to come true and he's going to stick to them. Also, Hagar had zero hope for her future. She was so lost. She didn't know where she was going. She couldn't answer the angel when he asked her that. And sometimes when something happens to you, you may feel like you reach rock bottom and you forget who you are and where you're going and you feel hopeless and insanely lost. But you have to remember that just like Hagar, God gives you hope and he gives you a purpose and he gives you a plan. So overall, the biggest takeaway that I got from Hagar's story and that I hope that you understand too is that God sees us. No matter how popular or unpopular you are or how significant you feel, God sees you when you feel hopeless. He hears your cries and he loves you. You are not insignificant in his eyes. You are chosen and you are loved. He knows you from the inside out and you are fully known and fully loved. Oh my god, I love that song. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed. I know today's episode was kind of short, but I still hope that you liked it. Make sure to check out the Instagram and the blog. Both of those will be linked in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you liked it, make sure to leave a review. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.